0: Welcome back to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Thursday, February 3rd, and this is episode 146 of the podcast. Uh, We are going to be talking about Book of Boba Fett, episode 6. One of the best episodes of uh, Star Wars content, or really one of the best pieces of any type of Star Wars content, And, and even more than that, one of the best pieces Disney Plus has put out since that streaming service opened so a lot of fun stuff to talk about in this episode if you haven't seen it we're going to be spoiling it so that's your warning and i'm joined by uh to do this by peter gonzalez peter how are you my friend
1: i'm doing great um very excited about book of boba fett which is not where i was a couple episodes ago
0: yeah it, it seems that the book of boba fett really shines when boba fett is not involved but Yeah, we're going to take some shots at Boba Fett in this episode. It's not really his fault. It's just the way the the series has kind of done his character. But let's go through it right now, Peter. It opens on Tatooine with Pike smugglers doing a drug deal with the Spices, and they're caught by Cobb Vanth from Mando Season 2. He tells them that he is the marshal of this area. He gives them a chance to leave, but then they attack. He kills three of the four and sends one of them back to tell them that anyone who gets lost selling Spice in Mos Pelgo will be lost forever. He leaves the spice, drives away, and Cobb Vanth lets the spice disperse through the desert. Then the opening credits roll. What a surprising intro.
1: Yeah, I did not not expect a nice throwback to season two of Mando. It was a nice example of world building that Mm -hmm. works here. We're able to see how the spice running is connected to the other parts of the planet, in a way that just feels very organic. I know that sounds weird saying it was spice organic and all that yeah. stuff. But it just it was nice to see a familiar face again because it mm-hmm. helps this show. This show needs all that it can get to help it be more fleshed out.
0: Yeah, the world building, like you said, is what I think is so great about this. And it also just gives us some more not just another body, but I would presume more. We'll get to that later, of someone who can help them deal with the pikes. In the finale of this show, um, opening credits go and then we cut to Mando flying to a planet, presumably to find Grogu and Luke Skywalker. He finds their location by uh, locating R2D2. R2D2 acts like he's taking Mando to Luke, but he takes him to an area where droids are building what probably what I mean, what is the new Jedi Temple? And at this moment, R2D2 shuts down, doesn't respond Mando tries to call out for Luke or Grogu. hears nothing, and the droids build him a bench to wait/slash sleep on until someone shows up. R2D2, uh, always a, a, a treat to see him. What did you think about this scene with R2 and uh, the origins of the Jedi Temple, or at least Luke's version?
1: I liked. I liked that we are like connecting now into seven, eight, nine, which is you know controversial to begin with, but yeah. just that like it's starting to like. We're putting pieces together in ways that make sense as a in a prequel like sense because again it's hard for Star Wars when you've got these bookends on all in, in the end the beginning and the middle
0: they're so in a weird spot kind of
1: yeah it's it's nice to kind of see that we're seeing how Luke's you know you said Jedi training is coming together and of course R two D two is like one of it's like O G it's like how do you not get excited when you see him and he's got the same it's the same level of robot sass attitude that you expect from R2-D2.
0: Yeah, and um, what planet do we think this is? <clears throat> do we know? Uh,
1: it would be the one from planet
0: the... Yeah, let's figure that out, because it's not the one that Luke went and hit on, where Rey found him. It's a different it's...
1: One. Yeah, isn't
0: it? I that's thought where the
1: temple thing was. It's octo Octo. Okay. Well, a, it a, looks
0: so different
1: because it's because this is obviously the very years years prior.
0: I mean, how much does a planet change in twenty years?
1: I think. Let me. Let's keep going. I'll keep reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Going. Okay. Um. And so now we're gonna cut to Luke and Grogu meditating. Uh, Grogu is being distracted by frogs, which disappoints Luke somewhat. Um, Grogu. Here are my notes, just word for word. Grogu, you beautiful little bastard. And Luke looks fucking incredible. The CGI that they're doing with Luke, I think looks a lot better than what they did at the end of Mando season two. And the things that this opens up in terms of storytelling with this technology and how they're using Luke, I think it is awesome. And it, it was a real treat to get to s- spend some time with these two.
1: So do you think then that we're going to continue seeing... This version of Luke, if we are going to have these shows going forward, or are we going to recast Luke? As I th- been suggested, I, th-
0: I think as the deepfake type technology improves. They might not need to. I'm not against them doing like a Sebastian Stan. I would love that. But at this point, it's working for them. It's working. So it, it might be different if this was a two and a half hour movie where Luke is the main character. That's where you might notice some more flaws in it. But for the TV shows and purposes of cameos, I think that it's fine the way it is right now. Um, So Grogu obviously getting distracted by frogs. He's always hungry. Luke then shows uh, Grogu the power of the force by lifting all the frogs out of the bog slash meadow that they are sitting in. Um, Just an example of how powerful Luke is. What do you think of the dynamic between the two of them, Peter, so far?
1: I think it's really interesting to see him in this role because up to now we've seen him, you know, try to train Rey in the new trilogy, but we haven't really seen him have a, sort of this Padawan-type relationship very much. So to kind of see this with someone like Grogu, who also reminds him of his own Jedi Master, who what, was, it was Yoda who helped him, mm. it was just those... Di- it was an interesting dynamic to kind of see that he's still sort of also learning the ropes of how to train someone. And it also gave me echoes of, you know, when Obi-Wan started training Anakin like it was like they're thrust into this and they kind of have to kind of figure it out as they go learn by doing
0: yeah Cal Poly shout out to that and what I think is cool to see with Luke and Grogu in this dynamic Peter is we get to see Luke as a Jedi master like we did before like with Ray, like you mentioned but it's before he's all like jaded and pissed off and Hermity you know so you still have that hopeful and like peaceful luke kind of uh at ease like he was in episode six does that make sense
1: no totally and i think again with that sort of served when you see him on screen you're sort of reminded like he was a really rad character that you know you kind of miss because Mm -hmm. those three first three movies were so good to as as a as a trilogy before it was you know further expanded but like it's really rad to be able to see a familiar character and sort of for me it reminded me too, like that I'd forgotten that Star Wars is... A lot of it is the Jedi versus the Sith, you know? And I feel like that's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons I loved Star Wars at the beginning, but then it sort of gets forgotten as we go along. But now it's been... It's nice to kind of revisit that and add it back into now this new appreciation you have for, like, Mando's side and his side of the storytelling that you're able to Mm -hmm. bring
0: in. Yeah, I have some thoughts about the Jedi that we'll get to at the end of this episode. (laughs) Um, Luke and Grogu then go on a walk. Um, Luke is using the Force to help Grogu keep up, which is adorable. And he starts to talk to Grogu about someone who reminds him, uh, who Grogu reminds Luke of, which is Yoda. Um, He recalls Yoda telling him that size matters not and how he would always speak in riddles. Grogu seems to, like, remember something here when Luke is asking if he remembers home or something like that. So Luke puts his hand on Grogu to help him remember his past. We're going to have a... I have a couple questions about this whole thing, Peter. We're going to go deep into this. But then we flash to the Jedi Temple during Order 66, and we see from the perspective of Grogu, we see Jedis being slaughtered by clone troopers, and Grogu is left defenseless to the clones. So I have two questions on this, and we can use— I know which one we'll do first. So, Peter, what do we think happened to Grogu after— I mean, I should say, yes, that was very cool to see the Order 66. Sorry. Very cool. But who do we think ends up capturing Grogu? Is he hidden? Are the Stormtroopers going to get him? Clone Troopers? Uh, What's your theory there?
1: I think he would have been hidden because if you're hunting him at the beginning of Mando, it's like they don't have him. So he has to have been, someone has to have taken him somewhere else to hide him.
0: Okay. See, in order
1: for that to make sense, I feel like.
0: Hmm. I, I think that makes sense but also my second question part of this ties in where it's like does grogu have like severe memory problems and how was that caused like is he just putting it back and doesn't want to think about it or did something happen which leads me to believe that i think he actually was captured by the clone troopers and taken to palpatine and i think that um Whatever Palpatine did to him there maybe caused some memory loss. Severe trauma. Severe trauma. We see like that's where he gets some of his like anger or more angry tendencies that we've seen from Grogu. And um, maybe the reason they were looking after him when we get to Mandu because a lot of time passed is he somehow escaped. And that's what and they knew how important he was. That's why they wanted to get him back so bad. That's how I'm kind of headcanoning it until we find out.
1: I could see that. The only thing that's kind of missing, too, is like, why didn't they start experimenting on him sooner?
0: Maybe Soon. they were for a while, and we just haven't seen that yet.
1: And they were, or, okay, yeah. So I guess there is that is a good question that's floating that they've created for us mm-hmm. as an audience, if that question exists.
0: Yeah, what did you... Uh, I mean, we kind of brushed over it, but seeing the Jedi Temple during Order 66, awesome new Jedi. Uh, very cool. Did any part of you expect to see a Anakin?
1: Not yet. I feel like that they're saving that. I feel like Just they're a really robe. for that reveal. But I feel like it's, again, it's interesting to see how they're able to paint inside these holes that are missing in the story because, you know, they span years in between the connective tissue, but mm-hmm. it's there and there's all, oh, there is this wealth that you can fill in there and they seem to be doing it right Absolutely. when you have the right people at the helm of certain yeah.
0: projects. Dave and John, shout out to them. They're the, the Filoni versus incredible in what he's building um so we flash back to luke and grogu and luke's telling grogu how the galaxy is is dangerous and he can teach him to protect himself all right so with the force obviously he's tempting grogu saying he can make him stronger i guess back to mando mando wakes up to ahsoka wow cameo after cameo in this episode she says she is an old family or uh, friend of the family and isn't here to train Grogu because Master Luke is after Mando asks. I love she says she's an old friend of the family. And we get even more of the that reference in a bit, which is fantastic. Um and R2, we find out that R2 brought Mando to Ahsoka Peter because instead of taking him to Luke. Because they know, okay, let me rephrase that. I totally butchered that. R2 brought Mando to Ahsoka instead of Luke because they knew he would come looking for Grogu. And Ahsoka's pl- explaining how they're going to build this Jedi temple and Grogu will be its first student. So we know, like, the reason they're not uh, having Mando or they don't want Mando to go see Grogu is because of that attachment that you're supposed to. Relinquish as a Jedi, which we'll get to later about the dumbness of the Jedi. But um, the next thing, here's my question, though, Peter. And this is where if you're confident about this question. I think you can figure out or connect a lot of the puzzle pieces to the Star Wars universe. So wasn't Kylo slash Ben Solo referred to as Luke's first student in the movies yes okay and i don't think they're gonna retcon that and just be like psych that was a joke because so something's gonna happen where grogu's not gonna work with luke he's not gonna be the first they gave
1: that away i think it was an interesting giveaway that it's almost like we're telling you this now and if you paid attention to the to the whatever the final trilogy there's a name for the god what is the name that's for the final trilogy if you pay attention to that yeah get this reference here and know that grogu not going to end up staying with luke
0: mm-hmm. and we'll get more and more evidence of that throughout the episode and uh peter this is just like a general question because i was talking with a friend of the program eric robinson about it is this is just a guess but like how old do we think kylo and ray are right now like t- i said i guess like three to ten
1: So I think that's... When I saw the question on there, my initial thought was yes. I kind of get that vibe. But my big thing is by them not telling us the ages yet, I think that allows them wiggle room to sort of either extend the time that they have before we're introduced to them. Mm -hmm. So you see what I'm saying? Maybe they're not even born yet, theoretically. Maybe maybe how long does it take for the temple to be built sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're really able to give themselves whatever amount of story time they need before it's like, now we're connecting back here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it will be interesting because I think it says a lot about how they feel about those movies. If they're like, yeah, they're not born yet. We're going to spend like 20 years in this era before, <laughs> before all that stuff happens. But I don't think they're going to do that. We'll see how they handle it. Um, continuing on. Mando says he wants to see Grogu. Ahsoka says she knows he does and invites him on a walk. She's, recalls how she warned him when they first met that his attachment to Grogu would be hard to let go and Mando basically says like Grogu's a foundling in my care and I just want to make sure he's safe and Ahsoka makes a decent point that there's no place in the galaxy more safe than here with Luke and my counter to that is Ahsoka hasn't seen those the last three movies yet so (laughs) because I disagree with that statement um, and then Ahsoka takes Mando to a point where he can see Grogu with Luke in the distance, and this is just heart wrenching, Peter, because she asks Mando if he's doing this for Grogu or himself. Mando then pulls out the armor, the present that he has brought, and just and says he just wants to give Grogu this. Ahsoka questions why. Mando says that as a Mandalorian foundling, it is Grogu's right, and Ahsoka poses the question that. Is the main question, I think, for the one of the main questions for the future of the Mandalorian season, Peter, is is Grogu a foundling or a Padawan now? What is your uh, thought on this, the beginning of this conversation or the first half of this conversation with them?
1: I believe that Grogu is going to be the one that unites the Jedi and the Mandalorian so that they're no longer in opposition with one another.
0: G- grogu needs to change everything because like i think the fact that first of all ahsoka not a jedi right anymore she's like abandoned that she should know that it's bullshit what the jedi have done and luke's doing the same fucking shit why can't he be, be both i don't understand like luke needs to realize that his father went to shit because of the way the jedi was Temple was so dumb, kind of, about relinquishing these things that you care about. Because I disagree with that. So and I so, think they're just running in circles.
1: But I think so. I think the thing I think what led to Anakin's downfall was the fear of losing what was close to him. So their their whole philosophy is like you're going to fear to lose this, and fear is evil. Fear is the Sith. Yada yada. But at the same time, it's like almost they need. Why can't they figure out a way to still care for what they care about, but be willing to not. Fear, have the fear. Yeah. I think if you're going to be such a good badass Jedi, you should be able to not have feet, To be able to be like, I can still have this, and I'm not going to have the fear.
0: Yep, it's exactly. Per- well, and, per- and also, can I say, the fact that Luke Luke is saying this, bro, you still hang out with your sister in Han salt Like, what? You have attachments, douchebag.
1: Yeah, there, there's it's a it's a it's hypocritical as fuck. It is hypocritical. It's I mean we 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 definitely need to do an episode where we look at the final trilogy because I feel like them specifically really sort of kind of took that on its head because we have all sorts of attachments over there and the power of attachment, because if you, okay, so I'm going to just say it's not, if you think yeah. about it, you're not supposed to have attachments, whatever, but theoretically Le- Leia, who had Jedi genes, might clone, whatever in her, she was able to use her, that to care for Kylo to wake him up. So theoretically, she still cared for him, and she still had her Jedi ness, and didn't lose it.
0: Well, and the whole fact that, like, the of the Force dyad thing, it's like that—that it, that is a relationship, not—it doesn't have to be romantic, but it's an, assuming an attachment to this one person in a Force dyad. If I'm, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka is saying that she can deliver to the armor to Grogu because Grogu misses Mando so much that if he sees him, it will only make things more difficult for him. It's like uh, when you're a super young kid and uh, your mom's dropping off lunch for you at school or something, and you don't want to see your mom, though, because you want to go home. I don't know. That's not a great
1: analogy. But... No, I think it's a good analogy, but real quick on the armor note, because I'm a nerd, um, the armor reminded me of the Mithrandel in The Hobbit.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Like, literally exactly the same looks like.
0: It reminded me of uh, something in Game of Thrones, but I won't say what it is. Because because you still haven't seen it. Peter has to
1: watch Game of Thrones,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's a great show, great show. Yeah, I mean, the ending sucks, but (laughs) it's a great show. Uh, Mando then gives Ahsoka the gift and goes on his way. We see Grogu notice the ship flying away while on Luke's back. He holds out his adorable little ass hand. I love this little green bastard so much. He's so freaking cute. Um, and we see an example of Mando making a sacrifice for Grogu because he's going to let Grogu down, go down this path if that's what Grogu wants. Some maturity from our boy Mando, Peter. He's come um, so
1: far and can't catch a break.
0: He can't. Uh, Luke and Grogu continue training. Luke asked Grogu to jump and isn't impressed by Grogu's attempt. He says he's trying too hard. Luke then takes Grogu to the top of the hills to a glorious view to tell him something. Cool Jedi moves running and jumping on the way. You what what was your question here? Is this the first time we hear the Star Wars theme in Mando or Boba Fett? In Mando
1: Boba Fett. Man, I think Bo- I, I think so
0: probably or they probably did it when luke showed up and
1: okay maybe then but yeah because here i was like because it just it was so loud and stirring mm -hmm. and just like that's the star wars theme like
0: yeah well if if you think about it too this is like the most i don't know like jedi type place in touch with nature that mando or boba have ever had like featured in one of the shows you know and
1: it's so wild that it's taking place in book of boba fest
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we haven't even talked about him um luke tells grogu that the world the wide world exists in balance and to feel the force all around him through the force grogu will be able to find balance as well we now flash to grogu trying to balance with while luke coaches him grogu sees luke wielding a lightsaber and is intrigued Um, Luke then gives Grogu the training ball droid that shoots lasers out at you to test his reflexes, similar to how uh, Obi-Wan gave that one to Luke, where he would try to block the bolts with his lightsaber. Um, Grogu gets hit initially. I don't like that, Luke. Douchebag. Um, But then shows that he can use the Force to jump and get out of the way, and a glorious montage ensues of Grogu jumping around being cute as shit. shit. And Ahsoka joins in to watch um and then he eventually crushes the droid with the force like the goddamn legend he is what do you think about our boy oh also i'm wearing a grogu shirt right now it's it's you big have time. A... wherever he goes i go baby
1: oh my God. this is this is this is respect levels for the roof um but I loved, it. I loved when we brought out the training droid, because again, it's a callback to the OG Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I love when we had that montage, because it's like, we've had him do stuff before in on Mando, where he's just like, you know, moving his hands, he's doing junk, but here he's like, animated, doing like, all Less-able sorts puppet. of cool... Yes, much more, and doesn't look CGI either, he still looked... Like, they put the time and the work into this to make it look legit, and I was just like, the... It's just... It was glorious. The phone scale. I was like, I never looked at my phone. I was just like, this is beautiful.
0: Yeah. Well, a little story. When I was watching this episode, sometimes I'll have a bowl of cereal while I watch Mando or Boba.
1: What kind of
0: cereal? uh, It was Trick cereal the other night. Sometimes I do cinnamon toast crunch, frosted flakes. You know,
1: frosted flakes. That's the move.
0: Okay. But the show was so good that after like I was eating my cereal while watching the Cobb Vanth opening scene. And it was so good that I had to pause the show and finish my cereal because I couldn't afford to look down and, at my bowl and scoop my spoon to get cereal. I was missing stuff in that like second I looked down. So I had to pause, inhale the bowl of cereal, and then keep watching. That's how good it was.
1: But see, you got to learn how to be able to like eat while looking at the screen.
0: I, I was struggling. I don't know what was going on. It was a tough night, but I pushed through it. Um, Luke and Ahsoka begin to chat. Luke comments on Mando showing up, and Ahsoka says she told him he would because of Mando and Grogu's bond. She gives Luke the gift Mando brought, and Luke wonders if it's in Grogu's heart to be a Jedi with Ahsoka. And then Ahsoka tells Luke that he is just like his father. Holy fuck. We get an Anakin reference. We get it. I mean, shit. Ahsoka and Anakin had such a a big, important friendship, master-Padawan-slash-relationship. It is incredible that we get to hear about this, and that's one thing I really hope going forward. If we can get some interactions with Ahsoka and Luke, get us more of these Anakin references and stories, because, I I mean, everyone wants to hear about Anakin, Darth Vader. I, I fucking love that. And then Ahsoka leaves, and Luke asks if she will see him again, or if he will see her again, and she responds that uh, perhaps... But may the force be with you. Um, I'm shipping Luke and Ahsoka.
1: You know, it's just just reading that in the in the in the show notes, it just gives me, it's just it's just a smile. It's just, it, it's just, yeah. It's like, obviously, it never it can't happen because yeah, won't, Jedi, but... blah, blah, blah. But it's like
0: yeah, Luke's a hypocrite. You never know.
1: But I also appreciate that this little interaction also showed signs of in the in the OG trilogy and then in the ending trilogy like it Luke part of Luke's character is that he's kind of a dick like it's just like he's not a just a fully like a perfect plastic person he's like he's got dimension to him and I like that we saw this here like we talked about Mando he had kind of like the he wasn't too much of a big fan of him and I like that we had that kind of edge to him
0: yeah I I think it's setting up an interesting dynamic um we cut to Mando arriving back to Jabba's place on Tatooine And then we cut to Boba and the group planning against the Pikes. The mayor is off-world, and the big battle is about to break out at any moment. The Pikes have been prepping soldiers. Mando then joins the group and says he might be able to help find them some soldiers. He goes to Cobb Vanth, who we saw at the beginning of the episode, in the town that uh, Mando helped in Season 2. Jawas, in his way over to this area on his uh, ship, are cheering him on because... Hey, they helped him build this sweet ass ship, so they're they, they like they like Mando. He's their boy. Um, and then a young deputy confronts Mando when he lands about where Mando parked his ship. Mando does not give a fuck about this dude. And Cobb Vanth comes up to misses the deputy, and Mando and Cobb Vanth catch up over a drink, where Mando asked him for help from him and his people. Vanth and the bartender at the place initially say no, but Mando pushes a little and asks for a favor. And Cobb Vanth says he will see what he can do. And then Mando leaves. What do you think about this whole interaction, bringing Mando and Cobb Vanth back together? Um, I mean, they do say no. whose
1: show is this? Whose show are we watching? (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's insane. They do say no, but I do believe that um, that ending of this conversation is a hint that Cobb Vanth will help. And obviously the ending of this episode. So what were your thoughts on this?
1: I really enjoyed it. I like that, again, we are reminding why these parts of tattooing exist and that it's like it's not just one it's just not just one little part it's like it's got a lot of situations it's like you were mm-hmm. come to earth and just be like i'm just gonna go to, uh, to the united states and forget that everything else exists it doesn't work that way so i like that smart. we're showing Best there's more to the star World. wars worlds <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh god so
0: yeah <laughs> um okay then we get some crazy fucking shit did you watch the animated clone wars stuff
1: Yes, but I don't think I finished it. But I'm aware of what I was aware of what was coming. And I, before we get to what was coming, just from a visual standpoint, I was like geeking out from in episode five with the way that Bryce Dallas Howard framed, you know, the it was kind of very Western vibes. And then Filoni just took it and was like, "Let's go even oh my more God. In old I felt school like, Western."
0: I felt like we we're watching a Clint Eastwood movie.
1: It was sick.
0: It was so cool. And so Mando left. We get this crazy shot of a. Uh... A mysterious figure approaching in the horizon. Cobb Banff tells all the people to head inside while he checks it out. And we get this great western standoff between Cobb and this mysterious dude in a hat. And it is Cad Bane, motherfuckers. One of the gnarliest bounty hunters in the history of Star Wars. Certainly one of the baddest dudes in the Clone Wars show. Um, He threatens them to not work with Boba Fett. And that they will match whatever Boba's paying them just to stay out of it. And he is representing what we believe is the Pike syndicate at this point, right? Yes. And um, Bane throws more dirt on Boba Fett's name. And the deputy comes out of the building and interrupts. So a lot of shit's going on. And Vanth tells the Pikes to stay away with their spice. Cobb Vanth is like, dude, we don't want any of this shit anymore. You guys have done enough damage. Get the fuck out. And, um... Cad Bane then doesn't really like this. The deputy's kind of looking at his gun, being all sus. So Cad Bane kills the deputy very savagely and wounds Cobb Banth. And I think he did not Wait, try to he, kill he, Cobb
1: Vanth. So Cobb, I thought he was dead, but then they were like, oh, is he breathing? Is he lost? And I was like, maybe he's not dead. He's but definitely like, alive.
0: He's definitely alive.
1: Are we sure, though? Because I Dude, feel like look at- Star Wars. Star Wars kills people like it's no big deal.
0: Yeah, but look at the other guy got killed so much, so much more violently. And Cad Bane is so good that I think he
1: knew not to kill him and knew to yeah. kill the other dude. Okay, yeah, that's what okay. I think. Okay, we'll go on that. I'll I'll call on that ride.
0: And then, because the other reason I think this is because as after this happened, Cad Bane warns Cobb Vanth as he's walking away that Tatooine belongs to the syndicate, and as long as the spice keeps running, everyone will be left alone. And then he leaves. Couple things. Do Cad Bane and Boba have previous beef? There is something in the Star Wars legend that the dent on Boba Fett's helmet is said to be from a fight with Cad Bane. I think this happens in uh, one of the animated shows or it's a, a legend's comic book. I cannot remember off the top of my head, but that is a thing. So these two have beef. What do you think the beef is, Peter? Just competing bounty hunters?
1: I think I think probably that's the case. And I think they need to have that in order to fully flesh Boba Fett's story out more. So mm-hmm. I think if we're gonna if they're going to attempt a season two of book of Boba Fett, they are having to like bring in things that are going to make his story more exciting than just him patrolling the town.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think there's anyone behind the
1: pikes in Cadbane? I mean I feel like the Empire's them? always behind everything. I feel like the Empire benefits. So I feel like
0: Not uh, Crimson Dawn or whatever. Oh. Amelia mm-hmm. Clark's.
1: Well, she hasn't showed up yet, so that, yeah. that, and she is getting the series, so that's a good point. That's a good point. I'm, I'm i feel like everything just goes back to Empire and Jedi, but I feel like that's a more grounded approach if it does go back to Amelia Clark.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think be be, that's probably what
1: we're gonna get like in the final seconds of the finale. Like she's gonna be like you guys screwed everything up yeah
0: setting up more shit Mm -hmm. good call uh we cut to the club in moss pelgos
1: it's always so weird when they go to the club like it's just such a jarring thing such a very star wars thing to do yeah
0: uh pikes blow it the fuck up presumably killing the club owner and everyone inside so uh they're stirring shit up as they we knew they were going to setting up for a, a very Uh, forgive me for this pun, explosive finale. Um, And we now cut to Grogu and, or do you have anything on uh, this club being blown up? Thank you.
1: (laughs) I was over the club. I was like, this just makes, this is just so bizarre. Like,
0: yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. We now, we now cut to Grogu and Luke meditating in the Jedi temple. Luke presents to Grogu, the uh, Mando's gift, but makes him choose between that and Yoda's lightsaber. My note, fuck you, Luke, <laughs> you gatekeeping motherfucker. I don't understand why he can't just get both. Give, he's so cute. Give him everything. He, should he get will both. get
1: everything. That's why he's going to get everything, and that's going to change the course of why he leaves Luke, goes with Mando, but then eventually he and Luke, he and Mando are going to die.
0: I don't know It's in the that.
1: back of my mind whenever I'm starting to watch these things now because I'm like, they're not in the end trilogy. Why would they be in it, though?
0: Maybe they're just like, fucking, I'm sick of the Skywalker shit. On another world? Maybe Maybe, they're just like, fuck the Skywalkers. I'm done with their shit. We've been dealing with it for forever. Okay. The option that Luke presents to Grogu is that Grogu can choose the armor and go to Mando and forsake the Jedi. Or choose the lightsaber and be the first student in Luke's Jedi Academy. Luke warns Grogu that being a Jedi will take many years and he may never see Mando again because a short time for Grogu is a lifetime for someone else. Um, Luke asks Grogu what path he chooses, well, will he choose, and the credits roll. Um, Okay, so the fact that he says first student at Luke's Jedi Academy and we know Ben Solo was, we kind of see the writing's on the wall of what Grogu's going to do. Here's my question. Like, this is. I know I keep saying this, but this is serious. Like, is Luke making the same exact mistake the Jedi made just in like the prequels? Why is he gatekeeping lightsabers and the force?
1: Because they all think it's the old way. The only way it's uh, just dumb. It's it's the way to be. It's like, it's again, it's, it goes back to I think that whole, how they, how interwoven they paralleled it with like just organized religions as well. Like it's like you very traditional, you stick to the tradition and it is what it is. And I think that adds, to why he's so bitter and jaded at the when we meet him again in the final trilogy
0: yeah so do they have they're, like basically what you're saying my next question is do they have to doom luke to poor decisions because of how he appeared in the last jedi and i think yeah not just poor decisions but just kind of like unfortunate shit happening combined with poor decisions
1: it's interesting, too, if you think about it. Like, the Skywalkers were supposed to be the unifiers, the yada, yada, yada saviors. And if you think about it, at the end of the—what's the name of the last movie? Last Jedi?
0: Rise no. of the rise of, Skywalker. rise of Skywalker.
1: Theoretically, Skywalker doesn't rise in that one. Theoretically, Rey's the hero. Is she not? And theoretically, is Rey it's the not stupid, a Palpatine? It's,
0: it's the stupidest thing of all time. Rey's
1: a Palpatine. So it's So stupid. The Palpatines are the ones that end the, up saving the galaxy.
0: Palpatines and the Skywalkers are a bunch of false prophets. Fuck them. They've just caused more shit. I'm a Kenobi. Kenobi, he's he's our boy. And Grogu. My guy Grogu. Um, Okay. Who will Grogu choose? I think we both know yeah. and think he will choose Mando. Will Luke deliver? So I think that we're going to get Grogu delivered back to Mando next episode. I believe that. I guess they could do it to start the next season of Mando, but I don't think they're going to leave us with that cliffhanger and not. I
1: think they will. Uh, Think about it. That would be quite the cliffhanger to leave us hanging over because of the fact that I don't think.
0: it'd be a year.
1: I don't want, though, I don't want Luke to come help with the battle against the Pikes. Have Han take him. Hmm?
0: Have Han take him. Have Han Solo take him.
1: Okay, do that. Yeah, because. If Luke shows up at the battle with the bikes, it's like when Captain Marvel showed up in Endgame Battle and it's just like, this person is too strong for this situation. No, cannot be here.
0: Good point, good point. Um, you know, so Grogu's a little mischievous. What, what if he just steals it? That's what he should do. That's what I would do. Like, come get
1: it, Luke. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I almost feel like they are going to leave it as, a, as, a, as is, like a cliffhanger. And uh, we don't get it until... Because this is supposed to be the Book of Boba Fett, and if and like, i think we've like, abandoned we can't have that Luke come to help the bounty hunters because then that defeats the importance of the bounty hunters if the jedi is going to come save the day so it has to just be the bounty hunters doing this situation okay okay ah
0: damn it um next thing isn't really a question it's just like a pointing out like the Beskar chainmail, it, it i believe it is designed because grogu doesn't grow that much that shit will fit him for forever it'll be so goddamn cute i love it love it um here is another thing i would like to pose and kind of this goes with how I've been calling out the Jedi. Does the Darksaber rules, myth, curse, like how you have to win it from someone in a duel? Does that really exist or matter? Because I think you and I could both see a way where maybe Grogu gets the Darksaber saber. And I don't, or maybe you don't think that. I think there's a chance of that. And I don't think he's gonna have to fight Mando to get it. I think that these rules are like the Jedi of something that's just stupid. And why are we listening to it?
1: Well, but the problem with that is that the Jedi still does exist up until the Force Awakens. Like, or at some point in time before the Force Awakens, the Jedi was like supposed to be like happening, and you know, consistent. And then it all goes to shit. But. But so I'm just saying, like,
0: like, with this Darksaber curse, like, I, I don't know if I buy it.
1: But if we're going to start... On, if the rules are going to start being broken, I think it's too early for the rules to start being broken. Good Based point. on how they do their... T- unless their timelines are a lot closer together than what we imagine them to be.
0: mm mm-hmm. um, This is another... Just know, I wish we could get another Beskar spear so Mando could use that and Grogu could use the Darksaber. Would be badass. Or... Mando uses the Darksaber and Grogu steals that uh, lightsaber from Luke. That is the solution I want. Um, oh, Wait, Peter. I, just had a, I just had a moment, yeah. a
1: thought that came to me. Um, In The Rise of Skywalker, we get the flashback to when Luke almost kills Ben. Is it not that movie?
0: Uh, I believe that was Last Jedi, but I okay, don't so, know. One of the care. movies, we
1: get the flashback, and Luke's a lot older. Uh-huh so that should give us also an inkling to how much time we've got to go before we get to
0: yeah or maybe like you know how presidents aged really fast maybe that was going on with luke a lot of stress. <laughs> he ages
1: quickly because of it. stress no but then han and leia didn't age rapidly and they're all True. the same age theoretically
0: yeah yeah okay um oh this is a boba fett show how's boba doing
1: you know, until we saw him at the round table, I was like, oh, yeah, this is about you. We're supposed to be talking about you. And I have not missed your presence. I'm sorry. I, mm. I, it, it reaffirmed for me why Mando works as a character whose face I don't need to see. I, it doesn't it doesn't do. Yeah. it like, if, if we do, it's great. If we don't, it's still great. I, still I prefer no
0: face. I like just position. the helmet. Um, yeah. What are your expectations for next week's episode? Uh, I'll say one. Are we getting Boba versus Cad Bane? I think that I could see that. And uh, do you have any predictions for a cameo?
1: I think we're getting Amelia Clark. And I think we're getting Han Solo. So do I. I think that's our cameos, unless this is a whole Doctor Strange situation and we just never get them. But I think we're getting them. What I need to. What, Ralph what, I, Boner. What, <laughs> every episode. So, <laughs> what needs to not happen is that Mando cannot be cooler than Boba in the finale. Because that discredits this entire show from as far as Boba's show. Because if Mando is cooler in Boba Fett's finale, why is Boba Fett even a necessary show? Why couldn't this just have been backdoor pl- pi- pl- plot points in Mandalorian season three?
0: Because they weren't sure if Pedro Pascal was going to resign, so they did this t- hastily to Pedro,
1: get it together.
0: Yeah, he's in Game of Thrones.
1: Everyone's in Game of Thrones.
0: That's true. That's a good point. Um, anything else, Peter, uh, on what to expect in the finale?
1: I expect a cliffhanger.
0: I, I, expect, I do I too, but that just closure. sucks.
1: Um, post like, I expect Boba to step it up.
0: You expect Boba to step it but up? He
1: needs to step it up. Like, he's, 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 he needs to he's
0: Any deaths?
1: I don't think so. I mean, I don't think that they... There's no one that we care enough about to have them die. Who would care that they
0: died? like Shan, I'd be bummed. She's cool. She's already
1: died once. She's not gonna die again. Oh, that's true. And that leaves him alone without anybody. He can't be left alone with anybody because he needs someone to help him anchor his show because oh. his show doesn't have anybody in it.
0: I bet you those kids with the bright bikes. One of them will die.
1: I forgot about them, but okay, yeah, they, that that's possible.
0: They're around the table. Um, I could see Cobb Van dying.
1: Yeah, but I feel like if he was going to die, he would have died in this episode, and that would have motivated Mando to help more, because he was like, oh, I went to ask him, and I put you in jeopardy by going to ask you.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Type of vibes. Where, so you see this ending in a cliffhanger, is it Luke and Grogu, like Grogu leaving Luke, or is it Mando going to find Grogu, going to Mandalore? Where do you think at the end of this episode Mando stands? Because I think think we assume with Boba he's on the throne, right? Of Jabba's thing.
1: Yeah. I think Mando goes to look for Mandalore because he needs to get cleansed.
0: Ah, oh, goddamn, Excuse I hate that me. shit.
1: And then I think either we flash we flash to another location where Amelia Clark is and she's hearing about whatever happened with the Spice Runners, or she shows up on Tatooine to be like, let me go take care of this myself because things are not going well. Or We see her, and or we see Han and her interact, or something. We see, or she shows up and Han's at the battle, and it's just like cut to black. Who's directing the finale? Uh,
0: Probably Favreau. I don't know though, or Rodriguez. Um, Any lightsabers seen in this episode?
1: I don't. I think because this is supposed to be the book of Boba Fett, we can't have any lightsabers in this battle because it diminishes the importance and the strength of the bounty hunters by having them. Would I want the lightsabers, yes, but from a storytelling perspective, I feel like it reduces the ability of the
0: bounty mm-hmm. hunters. Where do you think it's going to take place this final battle? Where on Tatooine? At Jabba's palace in the
1: city? I for some reason I feel nowhere. Like, for some reason I feel like it's middle of nowhere, like that's the exp- that's like the, what I expect a middle of nowhere Lord of the Rings type of expansive battle situation because they make it seem like this the pikes are this huge group of people mm-hmm. that's what i expect I'm, it could be just deep java's palace though and just keep it tighten it close
0: i'm gonna make a prediction that we're gonna open on a cold open of either mando or boba probably boba or finished like scouting it'll be all dark and they'll be scouting the uh pike army and like looking at them and reporting back i think that's the cold open
1: well, Favreau is writing and Rodriguez is directing. So my directing expectations are not as high. Um,
0: He's but... good with battle shit, though. Rodriguez, like thing. But I mean, look, like what, look
1: what Filoni and what Dallas Howard gave us. They gave us...
0: Is that the director's fault, though? Because look at the toys he was allowed to play with. compared yeah, to Yeah, you others. have to
1: make them look cool.
0: Well, I mean, the other directors had like... Fucking Luke Sky had the had Mando with the dark saber and the talking about Grogu. This one had Luke, Ahsoka, and Grogu. Like I love them, but I'm saying the the what they have. Rodriguez has had Boba and like seven sand people.
1: (laughs) Okay, fine. I will temper my expectation. I will not temper my expectations for what Rodriguez could bring to this potentially. But Mm. also, again, favaro's also written some of the earlier episodes this season. And they were, you know, a little slow. So what were we in this finale? I don't know, but I'm excited. which I, I did am, not think I would say.
0: I am too. Um, Peter, always a pleasure. Uh, this has been episode 146 of the Pineapple Couch. We will be back next week to talk about the finale of Book of Boba Fett, as well as um, pitching some ideas for uh, what we would do for Spider-Man 4. We might start working on that project, Peter. Uh, we and might write. Course, we might write our own movie.
1: You know why not? Why not? I am. I do have the software, and I am studying that. So we could. We could pull that off. We could.
0: Pull I got it off, a lot of it,
1: ideas. Pitch it. Give it to Kevin. Be like, hi, Kevin. We want to
0: give us money, Kevin.
1: Want to work with you? We actually like you. And also, let's not forget, we also have our Doctor Strange breakdown coming soon.
0: Oh yeah, we have that. Um... Any, uh I guess we'll talk before the Super Bowl, but I expect a trailer for it. I expect an Obi-Wan trailer at the Super Bowl, potentially. I definitely expect like a, a Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power trailer at the Super Bowl. Do you think there's a chance we see potentially another Doctor Strange, like a new Doctor Strange trailer or a Thor or anything like that? Moon I Knight
1: say dr strange i'd say moon knight has a possibility be- i'd say moon knight and dr strange simply because they're the elite they're the most confusing to people so if you want to get the more more eyes to watch the more confusing put it in front of the most eyeballs
0: mm-hmm. um how are you holding up after that 49ers loss
1: you know it was rough but i by the thing that main takeaway was i i think even though it, it sucked as a result it was cool to be immersed in, in the in it, especially, I feel like, this season more so than I have previously. It was, like, much mm-hmm. more so. And I also got to give you a shout-out because I would text you questions and you would answer them in the middle of watching the games and sports. And so no, I appreciate I love, that. Of I course. Appreciate.
0: I love talking sports. Um, Jimmy G is gone. Or he's not gone yet, but they're going to trade him. Just let you know. Do you think they are? Yeah, he like, already, he basically already came out and said it jimmy g did
1: interesting interesting
0: so we'll see what the niners do um i mean shit that was a goddamn great episode i mean that, that was unbelievable peter is that the best that's up there for the best episode of anything ever on disney plus
1: which is weird because it's a, a book of boba fett episode with an asterisk because really let's just say this is mandalorian season 2b
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean that was just awesome i mean i last thing i'll end it with this note <laughs> um i keep saying that but the here's the difference between star wars and marvel shows and i think it's important for us to understand this star wars movies in terms of fan confidence are kind of in the toilet like they they don't have anything big going on in the movies people are pissed they fucked up a bunch so in these tv shows they're able to be like, because this is basically all they have, they're like, fuck it, we'll throw Luke Skywalker in here. Fuck it, we'll throw Ahsoka in here. Whereas Marvel, they're just killing it on the movie side. So in WandaVision, they're like, no, we're not going to put Doctor Strange in. Or, like, we don't need to have these big, giant cameos in these shows because that's what the movies are for. And so I think that that's the difference between the two, like, Star Wars, in a weird way, has an advantage on Marvel because they're allowed to basically put all their cards on the table in these TV shows. Does that make sense?
1: No, totally. And I think they also have the budget to, to do that also. And they have, I mean, the, the actors are still willing to come back to do these roles too, which is what's, what's what's helpful. And I think they're able to draw from the animated shows, from the movies, and put the, everything into here, which really makes the streaming so vital and important because you know With and now we're going to go to Obi-Wan which is going to take place. That's going to be so huge. Post, pre-original trilogy. So it'll be cool to, again to fully build and continue to even though you do have these bookends on your stories.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing it. I think I'm confident actually in the direction they're going. We'll see what they do on the movie front. I do not have a ton of confidence in that. Um Peter, Thank you so much for joining. Good luck on your midterm today. Thank you. Uh, thank you. The Pineapple Couch crowd is sending you good vibes per usual. Um, this has been episode 146. Thank you to everyone for listening. I uh, Can't wait to talk to Peter next week about the finale. Hope everyone enjoyed it as well. God bless, and we'll see you next time.